and welcome to episode nine of Kane My Mom Fun. We're coming to you today on March 10th. And before we get started, quick, want to do a quick um, another podcast you guys get a chance to. It's called This Week in Video Games. It's a podcast all about the world of video games from news, reviews, interviews, charts, and more. Um, if you get a chance, check him out. He's on most podcasting platforms. And my name is Mike Elberton, and who's with me tonight? I'm DJ Copeland. Stefan JD. Stuart Hughes. And we have a special guest today joining us. Jesse Chavez. Hey, welcome aboard. And That's right. All there's right. five of us now. We're <laughs> multiplying. Oh, there's just there's going to be one more every week now. Yeah. <laughs> so keep on playing. Join unity. Join the unity. All I right, Stefan. 1,000 more episodes a week and consist of a small town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stefan, if you want to ch- uh, tell them what game you made us, force us to play this week. It is the classic horror game, Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil. Oh, yes. The story of boy meets girl in the zombie apocalypse, and boy uncovers massive conspiracy, and girl learns her brother's (laughs) an inconsiderate dick who can't send an email. True. (laughs) I mean, hey, it was 1998. Yeah. Yeah, she had a computer. They both had computers. Yeah, but they had AOL, dude. Actually, to be fair, didn't he? He did write her a letter, didn't he? But he left it in the police station. Yeah, that's no, kind no, of... that was his diary. <laughs> that was his diary. Yeah, There's doesn't even say something along the really... lines of like, I, mean, I should that, really tell. That office you know? does. That office does have a Good fax player. machine in it. Maybe he sent her a fax, but it got like lost. And I don't know, man. It's 1998. It was just clogged. It's, it's a janky fax machine that doesn't know how to work, like Office Space. <laughs> it was just clogged up animals. with all of Wesker's weird pictures of people from high school. Is that what the film is that you get in the game? Just weird pictures besides the Rebecca one? I think that's just Japan's creepy way of just being like, eh, Wesker liked her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I like to think that if you had, like, looked further throughout his desk, you would have found another similar picture of Barry Burton and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> All Brad the stars for sure. Yeah. And then yeah, one, of, like, uh, <laughs> one of uh, Birkin with, like, the face crossed out. <laughs> Or harder uh, yeah, didn't like work. Or harder yeah. All right, Steph, you had something you wanted to start with us? Or start oh. with the show? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I got this game, it was at this uh, amazing store called Toys R Us. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is going way back. And uh, <laughs> I hear yeah, some of those are opening yeah. soon. Yeah, so it's After coming Nothing back. bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 2 coming back. Toys R Us coming back uh so yeah on my birthday i had exactly like however much games were back then and i went to the video game section of course and my dad was like well you got this one you got this one you got this one so why don't you try this one i hear it's pretty good and i was like oh crap resident evil 2 i forgot this was a thing because i had heard from all my friends that the first one was insanely hard and it had zombies in it and of course i was a big fan of george romero growing up watching those with my dad so this one i immediately latched to i was like sold getting it and uh (laughs) then i took it home beat the shit out of it became a huge fan (laughs) so much so that i even read the terrible well i guess it depends on who you ask i don't think they're terrible but the sd perry novels Oh, those, those are great, golden, man. Yeah. Great. Their own universe, but they're golden. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they were classic. I feel like they belong in a museum, but... Um, <laughs> he didn't I, specify uh, which museum. 
I actually I wouldn't know where they'd go. But um <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I became Seattle, such probably. a huge fan that we had an art contest at my school. <laughs> hmm. Wow. <laughs> and okay. I drew a picture of Leon and it was I was looking at a PlayStation magazine. You can research it. I forget which issue it is, but it's got Leon on the cover, and he's just basically taking out a bunch of zombies with his shotgun. I think he's leveling one with the butt end of the shotgun. Were you escorted into a room after they saw this picture to ask you some questions? or Yeah. <laughs> and I drew extra blood on it, of course. Of course. And of course. Uh, definitely was escorted. Because I took my time and did it. I actually won the contest, and my gift was a little ribbon, which, you know, didn't matter. It was the point of winning, and uh, they had to put the winner's poster board, which was what it was on, in the main hall of our school. (laughs) (laughs) And and I remember walking to recess or whatever, and one of my teachers, Mrs. Rogers, was standing in front of it with just this utter look of disgust on her face. (laughs) She just wanted to tear that thing down, I could tell. But uh, I eventually took it home and framed it on my wall and kept it for a couple of years till I don't know what happened to it. I think but I yeah, just found that. it. I think it's, uh, I just Googled it. The official US PlayStation <laughs> Magazine, Volume 1, Issue 4. Yeah, there it's, it is. Straight up, it's straight up shot, like <laughs> hitting a uh, zombie to the ground with a shotgun. That's an amazing cover. I'm gonna have to find that. There's some there's some iconic RE2 covers out there. There's some that are for versions of the game that don't even exist anymore. (laughs) I mean, famously the Resident Evil 4 chainsaw cover that got a lot of people into trouble. So yeah, I became a huge RE fan after that, and uh I know that Stuart and Jesse have played RE, but uh DJ and Mike have not played it before, I don't think. My yeah, not, not really. So. This is my first time. <laughs> so yeah, what were your guys' experiences with Resident Evil 2? Um, I weirdly kind of liked it. A little bit of backstory <laughs> for those who don't know. The first time I ever even played anything in the horror genre of video <laughs> games was episode two of this podcast when we played the original Silent Hill, which <laughs> was a nightmare. Um, yes, it was. Literally. And this... Depending on who you ask. I, I really appreciated seeing the contrast between these two series because I don't know how everyone else feels about about this. This one is significantly less scary, just just from my point of view. Yeah, I uh, mean that's always been the like the split between Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I think because Resident Evil is always oh wait they yeah. talked about this in the Silent Hill podcast a little bit, but Silent Hill has always been bit. more horror oriented and Resident Evil it's even in more, the early yeah. days. Well, was a little I bit think more. it. I think it's more of a different approach to horror. It's kind of like Alien versus Aliens. Silent Hill is very much psychological, whereas Resident Evil is more gore-dependent. Resident Evil is die hard but zombies. That that was the that was sort of the that was sort of the atmosphere that I kind of got was. This was the entry. Resident Evil Two, I think, is where it started really taking the action movie direction. (laughs) Yeah, I told I absolutely got that from this game. like this game opens in stark contrast to silent hill this game opens with a, a fucking tractor trailer exploding <laughs> like yeah and uh and if you're playing b 
it starts with a tractor trailer exploding, immediately followed <laughs> by a helicopter exploding. Yeah, it's so, the first moment of like respite you get into is when you're walking through a burning city street, <laughs> dodging zombies. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I, okay, this is the moment in the game where I'm supposed to be like a little calmer, but you're still going like shit, 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 shit. Oh, I hate it's, that opening. It's very interesting because <laughs> love it. Um, I love it too. This game has two playable characters and two who have two like separate stories. And depending on which one you start with, like your opening screen is very different. Like if you start with Leon, you are immediately being set on from all sides by like eight zombies. Yeah. And you are forced to like you. you, I died a couple times on that before I like got in the headspace of, okay, I have to immediately like pivot and shoot this guy and then walk a couple steps, pivot, shoot that other guy. Like, it's very interesting because it is it this game is sort of in this push and pull between action and horror yeah. where it very much wants you to shoot all the zombies but it makes it very difficult for you to shoot all the zombies because you move very slow and you have tank controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so you, the fun fact yeah. is uh I think you said eight zombies at the beginning there. I think that's actually the max amount you can have on screen at mm-hmm. one time. Actually, it's uh, it's about six for this one. Uh, Resident oh, Evil one point five. That one could have up to seven zombies in there, uh, but they reduced the number to preserve polygon counts. So they could have better looking models. That's what it was. Got it. That's why he's on the so they, w- they would have sexy nineteen nineties put... slick hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Leon's hairdo in this game. He reminded me of uh, of Nick Carter. You remember him? <laughs> I do. Ah. Uh, I also like how so the dreamy. hair was like the main complaint people had about the <laughs> remake. Like, like all the news about the remake, I knew so many people that are like, "Oh, his hair is wrong." And it's like, are you kidding me? That's the smallest possible thing. <laughs> That's so dumb. He's wearing a different outfit too, but no one ever went like, "Oh, he's not wearing his police uniform." Yeah, because that doesn't make sense. But suddenly, his hair is canonically relevant to the entire story. It's as close as they could get without uh, going into ridiculous 90s over-the-top aesthetic. Without making him look straight up like just a member of Hanson. (laughs) Will be a reference lost on most people, I think. I got it. Does that count? Yeah. Still, people remember Hanson. That alleyway just, I I did not like that beginning. I did, man. Oh, yeah. That's that's like one of the first things you said in the first couple days after we started playing this. I was like, oh, man, it took me forever to get to the police station. Yeah. Well, actually, I kept restarting because I was like, okay, I'm going to get a good run. <coughs> trying to die in here. I was trying not to use ammo. I was trying, you know, only shoot a little bit, and it just was not working well. It was No, this game wants you to use your ammo. This game wants you to shoot the zombies. It is very much unlike Silent Hill. Yeah, that's which... the biggest, yeah. I think, um, like, that's the biggest learning curve, I feel like, that exists within Resident Evil 2, or Resident Evil just in general, is when you learn that you shouldn't be shooting things or you shouldn't be shooting to kill things, you need to be like, Oh, I can waste one shot to knock the zombie over and then run around him. And then hopefully never have to come in contact with him again. Yeah. And right. one thing well, you also actually did better, I think is they actually gave you a melee weapon. Mm-hmm. So you could, if you ran out of bullets, you still had a possibility of surviving. Yeah. In this game or Silent Hill. Uh, uh, Silent Hill gave you the melee okay. weapon. Well, I mean, in, in this game, you start with a knife. Yeah, but... usually. Yeah. yeah, you do have melee weapons in Resident Evil, but until the more the most recent games, they and I guess in one they had the daggers, but for the most part, you have your knife, and that's 
basically a primary weapon. Well, it really... remake to be specific on that for the first one, because it was just yeah. you and your trusty knife, especially if you were Chris. Well, he doesn't even have a knife. He has a goddamn machete. But like in Silent Hill, I like the fact that you have the you know, the pipes and the other things used. And that's like in this game, one of the things that turned me off is that I want to fight somebody. It's like one zombie, I'd rather melee him, not waste my bullets on him. Plus, mm-hmm. they can take they can take some bullets. Yeah, I think, oh, I, yeah. I wonder if it's like harder to go back to a game like this now with the idea of like having to conserve ammo so much. Because uh, I feel like just, not that it's a bad thing, but like very few games will make you conserve ammo to the extent of Resident Evil games, like early I mean, Resident Evil games now. I killed every zombie in the police station pretty much in the, oh, yeah. when I got there. Everyone was dead. I had enough ammo to <laughs> yeah, take I them feel all like out. I don't I kill like, anything I don't have to. <laughs> that's one of the things I feel like made this game feel less scary for me, and which I think the remake would probably fix, is that, again, like you said, they, they can only spawn so many zombies like at a time in one place. Right. and <laughs> The remake introduces an entirely different variable for it. Yeah, it, you panic. And it is very if you're able to position yourself well and you are able to just do it quickly and prioritize properly, like you can clear a room and then the zombies never respawn. Like a clear room is clear. So you can clear out the police station, at least the rooms that you know you'll be returning to, and you can have a significantly easier time. Well, here's the thing with Resident Evil, like any game in particular, like at least any of the classic games, once you get accustomed to it and you know the layout of the land and you know where all the hidden caches of ammo are, you can pretty much annihilate everything. Resident Evil 2, this is, you know, very much the same case. As long as you know what ammo to use, you know, what's the best thing to take out a liquor? What's the best thing to take out an ivy? You know, do you run or shoot for crows? Like once you get that stuff down, I've I've finished the game. With oh, over you gotta run from the crows. And, yeah, how long do you hold? There's on no to point. This. They're not worth the time. Yeah. How long do you hold onto the rail gun for Claire? <laughs> you yeah. the rail gun. The stun gun. gun. Her, yeah. Her oh yeah. Spark shot. The yeah, spark, spark shot. shot. The spark shot was. Which is like an arc projector, yeah. I guess, or something. It was pretty useful for the for the final guy, actually. Yeah, they're very very good for boss fights. I yeah. like to use it on the train elevator against William. Maybe I should go back and play Claire, because I I did not play the Claire's at all. You missed out. I think she was the better of the two. I also think Claire's campaign is... Well, I didn't even know you could change the disc until we were just talking before the call. On the PS3, you have to change the disc in order to get Mm. Claire, and I didn't know. I'm like, oh, Claire must be normal, and Leon's easy. And Mm. and, Nope. Yeah, no, I I was expecting a character select screen, but no. There's a Leon disc and a Claire disc, and I did Mm. not know that. And uh, I'm playing on the PS3, so I I didn't find out until after my first run that you have to open the PlayStation menu and then select change disc. Or a reset game, unless it's like a... No, actually, no, yeah, you can just pick reset game and then you'll choose the disc. And yeah, preferably, I like starting with Claire because I think her A scenario is a lot better than Leon's A scenario. And then... I, w- I wanted to start with Claire. I couldn't figure out how. So. Uh, I did, too. I would have picked Claire if I could have. I, like, I highly recommend it, especially if you guys like Aliens, because it's very... They, they take a lot of filmic inspiration. There's mm. uh, the relationship between Claire and Sherry is a lot like Ripley and Newt, and um, there's a lot of yeah. assault on Precinct 13 vibes you know, throughout, and definite James Cameron vibes with... Uh, <laughs> Mr. X, you know, like the Terminator, and plus, you know, the grenade launcher, which was from T2. Yeah. 
It's funny that oh, yeah, like... and, and him getting knocked into that vat toward the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah. foundry it's area. Totally yeah. 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 It'd be great if he had like a little thumbs up as he was going down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anybody that ever melts now in any liquid or just like submerges any liquid ever since T2, I just they have to do a thumbs up. Yeah. If they don't, can't... then it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I don't care if it's like a totally like if it's supposed to be like a really poignant film or something like I don't care if it's like like there will be blood. And at the end, Daniel Day-Lewis accidentally falls into a tar pit. He has to do the thumbs up in my mind. Hey, that was a poignant moment in itself. So it works. Yeah. (laughs) Me and Stefan have a bit of a running gag where we just like like we'll play Resident Evil 2 together and we'll like slip in, just have it go full on Terminator 2 in dialogue. I'm just like, man, this inspiration was a lot more intense than I remember it being. (laughs) Sherry, I now know why you cry. (laughs) Every time, uh, every time Mr. X or the Tyrant Zero shows up, I'll be back, pops to a door. Your clothes, give them to me now. Leon, run! <laughs> oh, I liked it when you got to the gun shop and then like you he go after you go in he locks the door with a giant window like oh this will help we'll lock the door now. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh man I I enjoyed yeah. it more once I got to the police station I actually had I was having fun with it when I got to the police station but oh. I think Kendo yeah I think Kendo's gun shop bought me my favorite instance of a gun shop showing up in a game it's just it's the so fun dumbest gun yeah. shop owner in the world yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. great to see he, it's great. he stands right in front of the door mm-hmm. It's it's great to see like what the backgrounds, the stories that they tell, like um, you know the fact that his gun shop's pretty much been ransacked, and yeah, like the yeah. the story behind it being essentially that Kendo instead of like fleeing town when he could have, when when he had an ammo to do it, stayed behind and gave away everything he had, you know, to yeah. arm the citizens so that they had a chance, you know. I don't think that worked out too well. Especially if you see the Claire version where he's just left with a crossbow, and it's like, dude, shotgun. <laughs> keep the shotgun <laughs> it's like a generous version of uh of bert from the trimmers movie it's <laughs> just throwing guns out is the crossbow even useful or is it just yes like god yes yeah. okay, yeah. two versions the best one it shoots three arrows at a time it's it's yeah. kind of just big you now a, sh- a shotgun but with arrows <laughs> really great thing if you ever tr- get bored like playing through one night shoot at the crows with the crossbow they will actually stick to the wall yeah <laughs> huh. and that's kind of cool that is yeah. pretty cool I mean, there's kind a of, lot to this game. Like, I mean, yeah. and many, and everyone even before we were recording was telling me I need to play B, but just to kind of hear from you guys, I did, I missed out on some, but it's just, just such a, I mean, I, I did enjoy it for the most part. I was just so drained after beating it that I was like, I didn't play any games since I beat this on Tuesday, and I just have not wanted to play anything. I'm just like, I'm done. I just want to chill. I just haven't had any urge that the game did to me. Yeah. It, it's all your it's, fault, Stefan. Yeah. It's a really fantastic game, and, uh, Real time, I'll be honest, it was actually my introduction to horror gaming, too, because like, I was 14 years old. My brother's friend had left like a stack of discs and like one of them was a really battered Claire disc. And I thought, eh, I'll give it a shot. I'd only ever really played like Mario and platformers on the Super Nintendo. This is before I'd even gotten into PlayStation gaming. And I remember playing through like none of the cutscenes worked. It was all just literally just like playing through the game itself. Yeah. And being, like, terrified, like, actually, like, screaming when I got grabbed through the window. I was like, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Being, I, I can't imagine how you did that. Just oh, being yeah. completely confused about, like, the, like not seeing a cutscene. And it just skips to the next part of the game. You're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Is, it, is a statue involved? What the hell? Like, what's it, happening? 
it meant I had to pay attention a lot more and like thoroughly read through the files and try to figure out. Cause I was like intrigued. I wanted the, the what's great about the writing for this one is there's very much a mystery. You want to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, almost like following the pieces of not only what's going on in the city, but you also find pieces of the stars teams, their history and yeah. kind of where they are now. Like I finding s- out Barry and Robert Kendo are like best friends is great. Which makes sense. They, yeah. yeah. They fit. But, like, uh, I still have the save. I still have my save for my very first ever playthrough of Resident Evil 2. Nice. 20 saves. Uh, I think it was, yeah. I clocked in at uh, eight hours. I almost yeah, sounds about right. I almost jokingly wanted to find, try to find, like, a completed save and play through the Tofu version of the game and pretend like I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> if you have the PS3 version, you could. There's You can find saves on the internet and... Mm-hmm. PlayStation, just pop them in and give them a go. I would never play Tofu. I know what it is. I've seen, I remember back in the, the days when this game, at least 64 version came out, my friend had it, and he had beaten mm. it, and he was showing me Hunk, he was showing me the Tofu, and I just remember being like, what the hell? Fun fact, so Tofu was essentially, he was created, He they weren't even planning on like using him as a joke character. He was specifically created just to test the hitboxes in the game. Yeah, right, because he's a big hitbox. Exactly. I think this game introduced me to the concept of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know what tofu Might have been for me too. too. It's like, I, just mm-hmm. love, I just love like the the Aria of the Claire tofu with the bandage. And the, I have no idea. Like a little about. grenade or something. It's it's interesting thinking about what this game is. I think the success of the series actually hinges on this one more than the first, because for, with everything that went on in the production, like this game should not have been a hit. It should. It was. It was a disaster from day one. The first one, like it was a surprise hit, and Capcom was like, "We need a sequel right now," and they set it for a May 1997 release date. R- remember, the other one came out early 1996, so this is like a ridiculously short amount of time yeah. to put together a game. And they, you know, they they threw something together. We got kind of the base plot line of what we have now. Uh, you know, Raccoon City fell under another, you know, virus, fell under a viral attack from an unknown source. Umbrella in this version, they had already collapsed. Like, this is the one where the police chief was actually good. It's like, oh my God, Umbrella was behind everything. They need to be, they need yeah. to be brought to justice. And they <laughs> were. And like, originally it would have started with Leon already being in the thick of the outbreak. Like he was an already established cop at the RPD. And we didn't have Claire Redfield. We had Elza Walker, who was like this, you know, just normal college student who was coming back. She, you know, was from Raccoon University. And she ends up, you know, coming <laughs> like back a to the school. Yeah, yeah, it is. All those puzzles you keep coming across, they're like twice as bad, you know, when you go yeah. there and outbreak. <laughs> it's only, they only do engineering at, <laughs> at Raccoon University. It's the only thing they will ever study. But like she, I do like, too. So uh, Elza Walker does have that. Uh, her outfit carries over to one of Claire outfits. Yeah, yeah. They 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 touch back on her in uh, the remake with the new costume. I, I really hinting at it existing. Yeah, well, it was a really cool costume, but I can yeah. understand why they did away with it because when uh, when they redid Resident Evil, what, what's now known as Resident Evil One Point Five, into what we have in retail, one of the notes is they wanted to have a stronger tie back to the first game. Because in the original concept, all of the surviving stars officers were still recovering in a state hospital, so they weren't any part of the plot. Which, except like for Chris uh, could ever exist in a hospital. <laughs> exactly. 
Chris is either punching boulders or he's in a bar. Those are his only two levels. <laughs> Just to clarify for everybody, too, that kind of what we're talking about is Resident Evil 2 was made, and then they went back and remade it again because Shinji Mikami came in and said, like, you guys done fucked up, and I need yeah. to fix it. So he, <laughs> he came in and pretty much was like, this is lame, this is lame, we got to redo all this. Well, and well, he did the whole game. Well, like, just do, like a, uh, an image of Shinji Mikami with like the fake quote attributed to him that's just says, like out of the way bitches Shinji Mikami 1998. Well, <laughs> like like what happened was he was overseeing it I believe as a producer. Yeah, he's the producing original it. director kind of had uh, to step back. Hideki Kami, I believe. I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I think Hideki Kamiya had he'd also like written the original concept, the Resident Evil 1.5, yeah. and they brought in uh, Nobu Shugimura, who was a big fan of the first game, and they kind of had him like you know like hey you know he's he's a professional screenwriter, so like hey what can we do to make this better? And like one of the things was he's like well you need a stronger connection of the first game with the cast, so Elsa Walker, who you know like everyone kind of mystifies her, but really she is just Claire Redfield. But basically, yeah. they're like, okay, we're gonna give her a die job. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make her we're gonna make her Chris's sister. And part of why they changed the outfit was to give her a stronger connection to Chris because she gets a vest that's very similar to his vest from the first game, in mm. you know, the structure, the knife sheath, and the bomber Valkyrie that's for his uh, unlockable costume. In the I like how she game. has the knife sheath too, but she yeah. works for like a humanitarian organization. <laughs> well, no, she was just a college student, but you know, being yeah. a nineteen-year-old traveling to a big city—that's true. Protection, yeah, that was Carry that was giant. Me. Oh yeah, no one's yeah, gonna just... fuck with her. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not gonna get stopped in the street by the cops. Definitely <laughs> not. That's always the most disappointing thing to me about like the sequels was that, as much as I I do genuinely enjoy the sequels and I like seeing like where Leon's at, where Chris is at, even where Rebecca's at. I, I wish we got more of Claire. Claire kind of only exists now within the CGI movies, which she's great in, but just I would got I wish Claire showed up in another game. Fun fact, Wesker was originally supposed to make a reappearance in Resident Evil 2. One of the they, they had a ton of cut really? bosses for this that they kind of combined and made into the different forms of William. And uh mm-hmm. one of them, I believe there's a lot of code names for him, like Golgotha and shit like that. But uh, one of them has Wesker's face, like on its back. I, it annoys me how often you fight Birkin. It would have been cool to fight Wesker or somebody different because fighting Birkin, what three or four times you fight him in this game? Yeah, it uh, kind of works out that they each have their own. I kind of, I kind of like it though. Actually, yeah. you only played through once. You played. Yeah, I you only, you only fight him like twice. Uh, well, no, there's there's like five different stages of Birkin, and I think yeah. some of them are split up between scenario B. Yeah, but exactly. it was one of the things I really liked because if there's something uh, for those of you guys who was able to play through both of them, like there's a thing where uh, like you'll you'll touch on boss fights in the same points in the plot that the other one would, like after, but they're they're slightly tweaked because the other person already fought them, so the boss is damaged. So, like, yeah. he'll come across Birkin, and he'll look like he did when you fought them the first time around, and then he'll mutate into the next form. Yep. Mm. Or it's he'll very lose cool. the pipe. It yeah. was something I wish that had made it into remake, unfortunately. But they're like, nah, let's just have you do this exact same boss fight again and again and again. Yeah. Speaking of boss fights, for, I guess, everyone except Mike. Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> how did you guys feel about uh, Mr. X? Because I, when I was playing that, that as a kid and he burst through the wall oh yeah my controller like hit the ceiling 
I remember I remember yeah. making that point back when we were talking about Silent Hill. Like, oh, I thought there were going to be jump scares. There are no like, like no jump scares in this game. Well, there are no there's no jump scares. Pops in like, yeah. what's up, bitches? Yeah, there are no jump scares <laughs> in Silent Hill because they're all in Resident Evil. Resident yeah. Evil took all of them, <laughs> and especially Mr. X. It start, started with the dog hallway scene and just grew from there. Yeah, Man, dog. That's he, that was the first thing that killed me in this game. I didn't die until I was down. I was downstairs in the basement. <laughs> I was going down the hall, and I'm doing good. I'm feeling good about myself. And I'm and all of a sudden, I fight, I fight the dogs, and I miss with the shotgun, and he ate me. After That's that it. Those, I, dogs, uh, <laughs> those goddamn dogs. I'm at the worst place in the remake, which I unfortunately haven't, still haven't finished just because I've been so stupid busy. But uh, I stopped oh, playing podcast. the remake. Yeah, the podcast and just at school. <laughs> as I mentioned before the podcast started uh, recording, I had a, a portfolio assessment that was moved up two weeks. And so I wasn't able to finish it this time, unfortunately. But uh, the game, not the portfolio. I did that shit all fucking weekend. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't slept in two days. Um, but, <laughs> like... What was I saying? Oh yeah, in the remake. <laughs> I'm so tired. In the remake, where I stopped playing was in the parking garage after the after the jail, and I ran through the parking garage and it was filled with dogs. And I went back into the sewer to save. And I just looked up the ladder and I just saw like like 15 dog faces staring down at me. And I was like, oh, this is this is a problem for another time. <laughs> I know dog. as soon as I go back to that game, I'm just gonna have to restart it because it's such a bad place. Like I can't climb up that ladder without a dog just being in my face. Dogs are the worst thing to me about this game. Like they were—I mean, they were the hardest enemy for me. I mean, they gave me the most oh, trouble in that hallway. No, no, no. I mean, well, they're tied with the liquors because the lick. I hate the liquors because the liquors will just walk up to you, and then there's basically nothing you can do except trade blows, and you just gotta hope to God that you can outlast it. Like I that's like it. Clicking. I like I the feel click, the click, 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 because they run towards yeah, you. Their claws clicking on surfaces. I like that. Yeah. That. That's crazily my favorite part of the remake, by the way. The way they've changed liquors in the remake is terrifying. Well, they're they're not really there. I don't think they were really scary in in the original. Like, they're not scary. They're scary in that they were like, this is going to be more ammo than the usual. They were good threats, though. I'm going to have, yeah, they're a threat, but really they're just, they just feel like an annoyance or a roadblock more so than something that's genuinely terrifying. Because yeah. again, really, it's like, um, it it's just like the knowledge that, to, like, I'm going yeah. to lose some health in this fight. Yeah, exactly. It just comes Unless down to standing there and going, well, okay, I'm just going to lose like 60% of my health and four grenade rounds, and there's nothing I can do about it. Here we go. Well, well, I believe with Leon, the best way to handle him is shotgun to the face and oh, they yeah. can you can kind of stun him backwards and then shotgun him again and not get hit i think That's yeah I you have to have a really good rhythm with that yeah yeah, yeah. acid rounds do wonders against him too but uh yeah funny oh, I... thing about the liquors in the remake uh they actually picked up a trait from dogs that were originally uh planned for 1.5 the whole uh Jesus. walking slowly and not shooting at them mm-hmm. like uh originally but in 1.5, the there were German Shepherd dogs that had been mutated, part of the K9 unit, and they actually retained their training. Where if you didn't run at them and you didn't shoot at oh, them, wow. they they'd leave you alone. God, that Which... would make this game so much more stressful. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the yeah. remake. That was probably the first time I th- that that honestly was one of the first times I've thrown my controller. Like actually thrown my controller while playing a game was when uh, 
the you you're setting off the bomb upstairs in the police station and you know a liquor is like going to show up because you just saw one for the first time and you're like oh yeah they respond to sound and i have a bomb there's no way a liquor is not going to show up and you saw the bomb and nothing happens for a split second and it crashes the ceiling and i was like no fuck that what did you guys think of the plant enemies near the end in the lab i w- was not a fan of them they didn't do much. They just shoot like that spit at you and you just oh, burn yeah, the the, Anything that can grab you too. Anything yeah. that poisons you in this game is annoying as hell. That was, was kind of I, another like callback to the original too with plant. It was plant forty three. Plant forty two was in the, uh, the mansion. Yeah. Now, plant forty two was in the original mansion. This was plant forty three. Oh yeah. Now now that I think about it, I think there's there's the liquors and the ivy. I think those are the only two added enemies that aren't bosses to this game because we have we have crows we have dogs we have zombies and then we have the liquors then we have the ivies don't forget the alligator well yeah not yeah that alligator that alligator was actually pretty cool yeah that was a cool i love the idea too of the alligators like (laughs) it's just alligators in the sewers yeah it's it's not even like it's like it has the T-Void virus, but it's still a fucking alligator. Like, you yeah, know, no, it's just an alligator. alligator. <laughs> like, all it did was make it huge. It's kind of like T-Virus, the in the first game. The T-Virus grew it by an f- extra foot. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. It's like the sharks in the first game where you're like, yeah, these sharks are like, they're st- like, they are infected with the T-Virus. They are like monsters still, but they're still sharks as well. Like, if they you, were just regular sharks. You want to talk? You want to talk about useless BOWs? Yeah, <laughs> Neptune's for Neptune, real. king of the seas. Sorry, you guys ahead. run into the moth at all? Didn't even go. Oh. The moth. oh, yeah, that moth. That moth is easy as hell. Yeah, it was real easy. I just shot yeah. him with a shotgun. I completely forgot about the moth, which is probably why it never got included in remake. When <laughs> it's no, out, use the. Didn't shot, need to be in there. One of the things that really grabbed me when I was a kid about this game was the story. Like, just having people, because I didn't experience it myself. It was people telling me about it. And I know, like, I didn't play B, so I missed certain parts of the story with this game. But I already know it all from reading it and being obsessed with it, but never wanting to hold the controller and do it, because fuck this game. Um, <laughs> but, like, the thing with Brian Irons, like, I was watching a, a playthrough of it. It's like, man, when you meet the chief and he's got the dead body on his table and he's talking about taxidermy the whole time. So well, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy's a creepo. Yeah. It's it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that. I was just uh, doing a bit of a deconstruction on Irons not too long ago. The game, I, I feel like the the original game handled it best with him because you get a lot of information about him before you even meet him. Claire yeah. gets that fax in the star's office. Is like, oh yeah, by the way, he's a suspected rapist. Uh, he yeah. may be taking bribes <laughs> from Umbrella. Uh, so and he's he's highly dangerous. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh okay. And then you get, you know, you read the secretary's like, yeah, he's actually very prone to anger. I, I think he actually wants to hurt me. And then, you know, find out she disappeared. And and then, you know, the art, you find the art and there's a lot of stuff in the in that entire puzzle with the virgin hearts where you have to return them to the relief of the young women. And you, you're like, oh, I'm getting the feeling he doesn't like women. I have to literally burn and sacrifice a painting of a woman being hanged to get yep. one of these gems Mm-hmm. And then you come across him, and he's got a dead woman sprawled on his desk, and he's just like, "Oh hi, oh yeah, that's that sucks that that yeah. happened, right?" Yeah, this <laughs> game, this game is many things. Subtle, it time. is not. He spends half his time just saying creepy things to Sherry too. I don't think it's he actually I might have to play Claire. I might sit yeah, down. Yeah, no, here. I don't think I don't yeah. think yeah. do. Oh yeah, it's only in the remake. They meet. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably just play yeah. the remake. Yeah, and the remake. Yeah, is yeah like... we, remember, guys, we are talking 
exclusively the about the the original here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Yeah, by the way, fifty three yes. hours or by so. By the so way, uh, Mike, you mentioned something earlier. How were you playing this game? Because I know the uh, the PS3 version is the so called Dual Shock version, which was the re released PlayStation version that that was meant to work with the Dual Shock controller. Were you using the analog stick? No, I actually play with the with the D pad. Okay, that's what I wanted to, to know because to I started this game trying to play with the analog stick, and yeah. you just can't. It's just yeah. good luck. Good luck aiming. Yeah, it was just all D pad. Yeah, you this 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 game is not meant to work with an analog stick. This is true tank controls. He's easy easy to adapt into uh, after a while. I, I've never had too much of a problem with them. Yeah, it's never you know, bothered me too much. Just the beginning. I mean, that's again, that's what makes that alleyway so terrible is that you're yeah. thrown right into this. You don't really know what you're doing. Well, you got to so, remember that's that's intentional. They want you to be disorganized and thrown in the thick of the chaos. It's well, the, I mean the that sequel, that, that is the whole. And... That is exactly what <laughs> they're going for. I agree with that. But there was again, there was a point about like a third to halfway through my first playthrough where I got used to it. And then suddenly the game started being easier and actually more fun. Definitely. Like, honestly, I really <laughs> like the police station as a, as a setting, like as a, oh, as great. a designed world, it is a very memorable location and it's actually very oddly fun to navigate. Well, originally yeah. it was supposed to be the only it was supposed to be like the mansion, correct? Where it's like only no, going no. to be PlayStation. No. Well, or not like, only PlayStation, but mainly PlayStation, like the mansion's mainly in Resume. No, the, the, the setting prog progression actually was fairly the same. It was police station, oh, really? factory that was right behind the police station, and then laboratory, uh, sewers, then laboratory. Okay. Right. Uh, the, the police station definitely, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to think with how iconic that building is in this series. It was radically different. It was more modern in the original version it had a shutter system it had a well i mean it, it has shutters in in this one too that's actually yeah, that, like... that, that was the surviving remnant was the, yeah. the hallways on each yeah. wing that you could adjust but like the one in 1.5 was more comprehensive and you can cut off hallways you could even like land it on a zombie and cut it in half whoa cool that's kind of cool yeah i didn't you know, know in the final version it's like like everything in Raccoon City feels like either it's from the year 2058 or from Victorian England. Like there's no in between. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. it's it being an art museum that was part of yeah. the explanation yeah. for it. And oh. It was a good cover for Irons because, you know, with him liking to buy expensive art, just be like, well, it's just, you know, we have a <laughs> bit of a collection. We want culture at this station. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see like <laughs> a residual version of, uh, I know. <laughs> I've been playing Metro Exodus again. That sadly doesn't take place much in the Metro, but uh, those games kind of leave out the fact that the Metro system in Moscow is built like a museum. Like, it's covered in art and all this old Art Nouveau, like, styling and just these old, like, holdovers from, like, Tsar era Russia are down in this this Moscow Metro tunnel. They put everything down there and made it into, like, this exhibit. I would love to see that in, like, a Resident Evil game. I feel like that would fit in. If they did, like, a... a a real subway system in Resident Evil. I feel like it has to be the Moscow Metro. Well, I'm wondering if the Metro, it's a Metro train, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm no, wondering no. if it has bathrooms in it because the police station doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that is very true. The police station has no bathrooms. I was Did about they... to say, I was about to say something about, you know, how much like an actual building it feels, but it, no, no bathrooms. 
Yeah, You're absolutely well, right. No, there's bathrooms just in the strangest of places. Like if you got to go at the police station, the jail cells have toilets. And strangely yeah, enough, true. I don't know if you guys noticed the train, you know, the one you use as the elevator into the lab, there's a bathroom in it. So <laughs> you, can, you can pull that's... flame rounds out of the toilet. And there's probably one hidden somewhere in like Irons' <laughs> office that no one ever, <laughs> no one ever Yeah, explored. it's like you have to like press the eye of you one have to of pull, his, You have to pull the pants like, down off down a statue, basically. Yeah. Cleric, cleric, you know, clicks on a light and all of a sudden the one bathroom in the station opens up and she's like, oh, that's how I know you're a <laughs> sick bastard. <laughs> Thank God, finally. Just I would, like to imagine, like, that's the intermission between Resident Evil. <laughs> it's, it's like, Claire and Leon get to the police. They're finally in a police station. And as soon as the, each one gets there, they just find the bathroom. They're like, all right, the next two hours of this game, it's just you're going to hear me peeing. <laughs> it's just a black screen and just water running it's just oh thank god oh my god oh jesus christ <laughs> claire hurry the fuck up i need to go too all right they're like in order to go to the if you exist three buildings down from the police station the only bathroom is still in the train <laughs> in the police station you have to come <laughs> yeah. down i don't have anything to say about this one. what did you guys think of mr x like the, the final fight like, i watched the videos of it and things but i didn't actually i didn't want nothing to do with that but it's actually called it's been a while. And again, I entire he's not Mr. X in this, right? He's just, yeah, yeah. Mr. X was like a nickname they gave him in the remake or yeah. something. But I feel like as a kid, I called him Mr. X too, long before the remake came out. Like, I feel like yeah. that was a name back then. Well, word got, you know, word would get around. Everyone was playing these things. It was kind of like how the rumor you could play as Akuma got spread around. And then that was never a thing until it was through mods. Well, still so, until they made like... it a thing. Still in the era of people being able to tell other people that there are like secret levels and hidden shit in video yeah. games. Press up, up, down, yeah. down to see yeah. clear naked. Oh, yeah. I, you, mi- I miss that. I miss that. You, like, you is under the truck. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't even you don't even bring back those nightmares. I remember going to the library, spending my hours sitting there looking for Cheech on how to get Mew. Oh, no, no, no. Dial no. <laughs> Nightmares, sir. Let's not go down that road. That's too horrific yeah. for yeah. today. Well, you know, you had to trade Pikachu back and forth ten times until you broke the game. You know, you're talking about you call, all the You call Tommy's uncle. He works for Nintendo. You know, we haven't mentioned Ada at all yet. We mentioned Sherry. That's we haven't true. even once mentioned Ada yet. Ada, who is just who apparently fantastic. became a yeah became a fan favorite after this game. Oh, the Balsby spy. Yeah. Who's like uh, the worst spy in the world? Did you just seriously <laughs> use your real name as your cover? Yeah, yeah. Name Bond, James Bond. What? I like to imagine the entire game. She is. She has like Wesker on a Bluetooth or something, and he's like listening. And he's like, "Oh Jesus Christ, Ada, are you serious? Like, make something (laughs) up, Ada." You should. You should look it up. Shaken, not stirred. There's there's a video on YouTube that's exactly that. Uh, She's called Ada Wong, worst spy ever, and Wesker face palming the entire time. He's like, did that. She seriously just use her real name and, and then he's like you're suspended for a few years and then for Resident Evil 4 he's like yes you decided to go through rural Spain in high heels and a butterfly dress yeah. kill me now <laughs> oh was Wesker the one that sent her then in this game is that uh, it's who she was, it, yes it, well it's yeah. been retroactively made canon Umbrella okay. Chronicles there's a yeah. scenario where it's after Resident Evil 2 and she's trying to escape the city and Wesker he gives her her grapple hook that she uses in Resident Evil 4 and he basically like guides her out of the city. Okay. Before that, she was just like ambiguously working for Umbrella. She was yeah, they... playing, playing them. Yeah. It was I like, mean, I... I mean, here's the thing: she, you didn't know who she worked for, but if you don't know who somebody is, they are involved in Umbrella. That's the rule in Resident Evil. 
Yeah. If, somebody, yeah. if you don't know if somebody's name, if they don't introduce themselves and go like, hi, I'm Brad, then you're like, you work for Umbrella. You're a bad guy. That's, again, one of the main differences that I felt with this as opposed to Silent Hill, which was in Silent Hill, you didn't know what was causing any of this. You had no idea. And if especially <laughs> if you were playing the American version where they took that part <laughs> out, where they actually tell you, um, well, you just never knew what was going on. They, uh, they, you I had, wouldn't say I wouldn't say they took it out completely. They just definitely made it a little bit more. They made it way murkier. Like it was, it was entry where, whereas in resident evil, you find out, you find out basically from the beginning that, Oh yeah. Umbrella did this. Like it's, it's never a secret and you figure out like, it's a secret for like an hour in resident evil (laughs) one. Well, I mean, no, because it, it opens up with the recap of the first one. No, I mean, like, in the first yeah, Resident Evil, umbrella, like, you're like, what's umbrella, going on? And then within an hour, it, it's like, Umbrella, umbrella did everywhere. this. Umbrella did the zombies. And then you see a zombie, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I wonder who's behind this. That's what <laughs> like, I'm saying. In the, in the first game, it's like, it's like kind of a secret for a yeah. bit. Where you're like, oh, there's zomb- like there's zombies. What's going on? And then till you, you see till you get logo. To the, yeah, until you get to the lab, and they slap their fucking logo on computers, OS yeah. systems. They might as well have their logo and then their name, and then underneath of that it says, like, definitely not secret project by Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, gets gets to the lab in Resident Evil 2, definitely not secret Umbrella Laboratory yeah. on the ground. Yep. Like, definitely huh. not. Like, one thing we haven't mentioned, it, how many times they ported this game. Like, originally this game only came yeah. out, at, you know, on PS2 in 1998, oh, yeah. but then you had the Windows version, you had 64, you had Dreamcast, GameCube. Yep, and they re-released yep. it on, on PlayStation. Com. Yeah, on the PS3. Oh, yeah, and, and the PlayStation I, I, I literally that? cell phones of the game.com. It's, uh, you remember those crappy little Tiger Electronics games where, like, they're, like, <laughs> okay. fighting? Yeah, they did something like that, except for Resident Evil 2, and you could play through the whole plot. It's like a knockoff of a knockoff of a 3DS. Like a side-scrolling game. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I someone had told me game.com. I'm like, what the they, hell is they, that? They originally were going to make one release, one for Claire, one for Leon, but they only made the Leon one, and it tanked so bad they never bothered releasing the Claire one. <laughs> it did connect to the internet. That wasn't... There's no way that that was the first uh, handheld that connected to the internet, was it? I can research. I'm not sure. I need to look into that because I think that thing came out in like the late 90s and it technically had seven. Yeah. Uh, Can we take a moment to talk about how awesome the soundtrack to this game is? Yes, we have not mentioned that yet. Yeah, this is this is a good soundtrack. I really I really enjoyed it. It underscores the action just right. I, I think my favorite part of it for me is the fact that there's a little motif that plays throughout almost every track. The, the like the main theme of the game, da 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 na 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 na. Like you can hear it a lot in Williams' themes, and you can hear it uh, in Ada's theme. You can hear it. I was gonna joke. Like you can hear it in Sherry's theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's got. Everyone gets a theme. I, I like the sound effects. I mean, I like yeah. the sound of the of the mummies, the zombies chewing on you, and like the, the, the moaning. Everything is yeah. That was creepy as hell. I mean, it did a good job. They have uh, three different composers as well. Like they had a like a composition team rather than a yeah, Mas- single composer. Masami Ueda, Shusaku Uchiyama, and Suyun Nishigaki. I think I actually have the soundtrack in my hands right now. <laughs> Forgive me if I butchered any of those, but yeah, it was yeah. it was a really awesome collection of themes. 
There's I tried e- there's to say even... a name last week and I just could not get it out, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they were there right from the beginning. Uh, they actually have did a few tracks too for 1.5. One which actually managed to survive. It's the train yard theme that was yep. originally for the lab. Asami uh, Ueda went on to be the composer of three and Devil, the first Devil May Cry as well. I don't know if he was the chief composer, but he worked on Beautiful Joe and uh, Bayonetta as well. And Okami. So I have a quick question mm-hmm. for you guys, because this is such a revered classic. And I mean, anyone who's played Resident Evil, they're probably going to say this is definitely in their top two or three. Nope. I mean, it'd be weird if they didn't. <laughs> nope, and, not know. at all. Sorry. Okay, well, most <laughs> people. <laughs> what was your favorite part or least favorite part of the like the game like there's like the setting and what was your least favorite puzzle mm. the alleyway puzzle i used a guide so i i, I had to plead the fifth on this on that question oh, least man. favorite puzzle they're all so inane uh, yeah they're all they're all pretty <laughs> terrible as much as i love resident evil the puzzles i've always been like i i think i like all the puzzles because they're also like charmingly weird they're all in that very obtuse. <coughs> I don't know why it is that survival horror decided to borrow its its puzzle structure from LucasArts point and click adventures. <laughs> like it, it made sense in Silent Hill because at least you knew like behind it was just a little girl who really loves puzzles and stories and stuff. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, exactly. Cool it crap. made sense. Or because... as we mentioned, Ashiba, you know. Yeah. yeah. It 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 <laughs> it worked in Silent Hill because Silent Hill is not supposed to make sense. Yeah, because it's it yeah, it's a little girl's fever dream. Well, it also makes sense in the yeah. first Resident Evil too, because it's a house built by a madman essentially, who is just kind yeah. of yeah. changing. They, the they do try to justify stuff. some stuff because, like, I know there's a document you find in like the night guardsman's yeah. room where it's like, oh yeah, I'm playing chess with that guy who works in the service. He really loves chess, so I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why I have these chess plug pieces and yeah. and you can even that, find the, that uh, is basically the reason they had to make the police chief a. a a complete psychopath weirdo madman otherwise like who else would eat these rooms with like okay i'm gonna make i'm gonna hide all the precinct keys in these statues that you can only open if you find a metal yeah you wouldn't think if it was like hidden rooms but it's like, like important rooms that everyone would need to use yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, and they. Oh, yeah. This is my. This is my favorite. Is like one of the memos you find near the beginning that's like chronicling the outbreak in the police station. Is like, oh yeah, we uh, as a safety protocol, we had people uh spread out the munitions and just hide them all over, and then we realized yeah. that's kind of a shitty idea. But now it's yeah. too late. Well, no, instead no, of putting them all in one oh, place. Okay. And- that was intentional. That was one of Irons's like subtle ways of fucking over the entire police station. He, yeah. you know, he destroyed the communications. He confused them, and he was just like, "No, no, we're gonna go about things business as usual." Also, you know, you deal with people those are spiders. dying. No, 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 no. It's just yeah. a riot. It's just yeah. a riot. So we're gonna play it by ear. Everything's cool, you guys. <laughs> so we need to call stars. Like half of them are dead. You're fine. <laughs> One thing we haven't covered on the game that I didn't even know about wasn't for videos. I, I mean, cause I knew about Hunk. I knew about the fort, the fort, the stupid tofu. I didn't know about the. I think it's called the EX one, where it has Leon, Ada, Claire, and even Chris Redfield playable. Oh, the battle game. Yeah. The prototype mercenaries, pretty much. I thought that was pretty cool when I found that. I was like, because there's a whole new, a whole new model for Chris too. They didn't even use the model one. Well, this yeah, they before couldn't. We get it was terrible. Chris. That was pretty cool. I'd be, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention. 
hunk for uh, a friend of mine who. Yeah, we should mention that because I want to sure start. Listening. If Sam Mercer is listening, I'm going to be talking about hunk for a little bit. God, I hate hunk so much. I love it. Hunk I like is hunk. so. I didn't play cool. him. But I thought he's cool. Hunk's a tool. <laughs> Call, they call me Mr. Death, and I'm just like, uh, they didn't like you when you were, like, training to be a, a soldier, did they? The death cannot die! Hunk had, like, all the shitty Pokemon cards. That's why they didn't like him. Also, Hunk, like, gets his ass kicked and he's left for dead, too. Like, I love, I love Hunk because he exists as this, like, weird, like, machismo, like, wannabe badass. And he just gets his ass kicked by Birkin. <laughs> Wakes up like an hour later and he's like, "Oh, I better get out of the city." He makes he makes current he makes current day Leon look humble. (laughs) Yeah, except (laughs) except without like the achievements of Leon. I do like the fact that like kind of speaking of hunk is me the whole reason why the city goes to hell is because they go get the G virus they 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 fuck up and didn't kill Birkin and then the rats get into him and that's the whole way this whole terrible thing happened because a rat plague. Well, it's it's. I can I can at least verify like the city was doomed no matter what. It's just they fucked it up and sped it up even faster because they were already like dumping hazardous materials into the water supply. They're just like, no, we need to make the best BOW. And it's like, but guys, you're killing the city. Somewhere out there, Hunk is uh, <laughs> Hunk is trying to <laughs> vaccinate children against people's wills. No, God. <laughs> Mother's just punching him in the face. That's, uh, that's, that's what I do stop these the days. Next I am death. I don't care. (laughs) Any last things you guys want to say about the game before we move on to listener questions? Yeah, 100,000 things. Yeah. So great. (laughs) We covered most that I wanted to, at least. Uh, Should we talk about the movies at all? No, No. please. No, definitely not. Not right now. Stick with the game. (laughs) Okay. That's actually something we never touched on in this game. It was a huge aspect of the experience for me was the very restrictive inventory system, which is another way it totally distinguishes itself from especially you know from like uh silent hill and other games like that where in silent hill you could carry as much as you wanted you just had to worry about not using all of it like you just had to worry about conserving it whereas in this you have to worry about conservation although not as much but Mm -hmm. it's more it's more a lot of like do i pick it's a lot like you find an item and you're like okay i know this is important but I right. don't know what it goes to, so I'm yeah. not gonna touch it. Like I, and we I'm should also mention like every time you go, a... every time you go to an item yeah. chest, you have to be like, well, I would really like to bring uh, <laughs> shotgun ammo so I don't like run out of shots in the middle of a crowded room. But like, <laughs> I also I need this precinct key or else I can't get in the door. So it's like that's if uh, yeah. that's if you choose to use the item chest. <laughs> yeah, Stefan, okay. what are you saying? Well, there is there is one more thing, one huge decision that we didn't cover that's it's specific to this game, as far as I can I can remember. But it's kind of like the zapping system, where there's a moment in the middle of where you're on the basement area, and as Leon or as Claire, you run to a locker, and inside the locker is a pouch that actually gives you two yeah. extra inventory mm. slots. And, and a machine, machine gun. gun. But yep. you can choose if you take both of them, the next time you play through with the other character, they will not be able to get them. They'll not be able to get yeah. And the game does warn you about it because like I should probably leave this for Claire or Leon or whoever the other person is. That's one thing I wish um like I I enjoy Resident Evil Six. I like that it's like three or four, rather four 
completely different stories and the stories have a completely different tone to them. Like Leon's feels like Resident Evil 2, kind of like more of a mystery that you're trying to solve. And Chris's feels like Resident Evil 5 where you're punching things. Yeah, (laughs) but I like that. But one thing I really wish is if you had those like crossover campaigns because they they cross over each other like constantly throughout the game. I kind of wish you would gone through the same areas more and say like, oh, you picked up this many healing items. So now there's only like so and so healing items left for Sherry. And I I think that would have made that game really, really remarkable. I would have hated that. I'm thankful. It, yeah, I'm Most glad they didn't have do that. It's a it's a gameplay decision. I can understand why. Like, I w- I think what I would have preferred is maybe some slight variance on puzzles or some different ways to enter certain rooms. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, something something that's you know, so you're not just doing the exact same puzzles and the exact yeah. same keys. Yeah, and there like, is a degree of that, but yeah. it's not, a hard yeah. It's a hard balance to say like, oh, we we're trying to make a fun game, but we're also trying to not that the original Resident Evil's aren't great. But they're not for everybody. <laughs> you, you you also have to keep in perspective. Yeah. They had a very short timetable to yeah. make this because they already lost so much time with 1.5 and having that technically yeah. be scrapped and trying to stitch together new content and save what they could <laughs> from 1.5. Like the laboratory is yeah. about the closest we have left. And there's one it's, room in the lab that's untouched from that build. That's it. That's it's cool. funny that we talked about this last week. We didn't mention like, <clears throat> games are one of the only mediums where something can be scrapped and what comes out of it is consistently great. Yeah. It's, it always yeah. seems to be with Mikami too, because he yeah. did this. I believe he did the same thing with resident evil four. He did. Mm-hmm. It's any game yeah. Leon's in. It seems like it gets completely <laughs> retooled. Yeah. So what we need uh, to do is <laughs> we need to just have Mikami make every game and tell him Leon Kennedy is in there somewhere. And at the last minute say, Oh, by the way, you're making a different name. <laughs> All right, I think we covered just about everything we I think everything we wanted to say about RE2. Then for listen and move on. There's a couple more yeah. people touch and listener. There's there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but I'll save it for Shelter Box. Okay. In fact about uh, Shinji Mikami, by the way, I guess like I should point this out. Uh, he's the voice of Takahashi, the new robot in Fallout Four. Get out of here with Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first question we have from Sebastian G. Favorite gun to use in the Resident Evil game? We're just going to say Resident Evil 2. What was your favorite gun to use? In just uh, Resident Evil 2? Yeah, let's go with just two. Oh, man. Um, I'll go first one. since I already read this question ahead of time. Uh, I would, for me, since I didn't play much, I'd say the Magnum. Magnum just felt great. It took out bosses and, and a couple of zombies for me because they got in my way. It was awesome. Yeah, I kind of go shotgun. I, I yeah. see. I always have a, like a tinge of guilt using a Magnum in a Resident Evil game because I always, every shot I take, I think, oh man, what if I could have used, like, what if I didn't yeah. have to use it for this fight and I could have used it for the final boss or something? I, I, uh, I have I, I have a specific question. Are we talking the original Desert original. Eagle by itself or the modified version with the extended yeah. barrel? Is this the oh. C Magnum or the Magnum? <laughs> I don't know. About, I'll say Combat Magnum. Combat Magnum looks really freaking nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say specifically the upgraded shotgun is because like I yep. put the yeah like the first time I used that I was like holy shit like that thing kicks mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know how they did it they just designed it to like feel extra powerful like something about the sound design on it it just or the animation it just like conveys this enormous sense of force and power every time you use this thing. That's the like, uh, the upgraded shotgun where you put a stock on it and suddenly it's not a pump action shotgun anymore. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> yeah, it turns it into the shotgun from the first yeah. game, strangely. Resident Evil always has like this weird history with the guns that they use. Because they're all 
like I mean the shotgun is the Remington 870, which is pretty good. But they all use like the worst versions of uh, guns, like the Samurai <laughs> Edge, which I love. The Samurai Edge is a great like pistol and iconic in those games. It's the Breda, and the Breda is like the worst designed handgun ever. <laughs> It just jams oh. constantly. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a horror game. You don't want yeah. the guns to be too good. And no. then, like Leon uses the the like VPN seventy his wing shooters. That's such a like. I always wanted to know, like, did Mikami just see a picture of that somewhere and make it look cool? Because probably it's such, it's such a like like obscure gun. I feel like it's, I want to know how he came about. It's funny about and. That. In remake, the description for that gun even mentions that it's kind of crap. Like it's not yeah. barely good for civilian use, but hey, it's, it's what I got. It's like the most impractical thing that Leon could use as a cop. Yeah, for for the Samurai Edge and the Berettas, I know the fact that they used that one is just because that was common for police at the time. Yeah. Well, it's used for the military too, but they got rid yeah. of that shit finally. All right, it's so bad. Fun the fact question. about the uh, okay. different version. We were mentioning earlier different ports of the game. Um, I believe it's only the N64 version, but it could be PC2. Uh, I think <laughs> if you shoot at the screen with your gun, uh, it will make bullet holes. Uh, on that's the PS1 version. Same with uh, the Resident Evil 1 director's cut. <laughs> Every oh, okay. game needs that. Yeah. I did not yeah. know that. I would yeah. never so waste I- a bullet. Quick side note, this game is the reason Director's Cut for Resident Evil 1 exists in the first place. They made it as an apology for the delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The right. fun yeah. fact about this game is that uh, the movie that was inspired by it, um, it, it was almost written by George Romero. I've read oh, that right. script. Yeah. yeah, it's a great script. That, yeah. that, that would have been so cool. If yeah. anybody wants... Uh, to actually hear somebody read that script, Game Informer did a full-on video of it where they're in character doing oh, the voices God. and everything. Uh, <laughs> somehow I don't think I've somehow I don't think I've seen it. I need to I need to find that. It's amazing. We almost got a world where George Romero made the Resident Evil movies. Of course, <laughs> we also almost got a world where the guy who wrote Halloween Four <laughs> made the Resident Evil movies, and that probably would have been. Arguably worse than Paul W. S. Anderson, but we'll we'll never know. Uh, I just watched the final chapter, and let me say, it probably still would have been an upswing if it was just literally anybody but him. <laughs> my my gut of choice would have been Claire's Browning HP. Okay, was, I, I like using my pistol. Now that's a good gun for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> All right, uh, next question from Michael Hughes. Uh, where does Claire fit in the hierarchy of badass female characters? From on a scale from Ashley Graham to Ada Wong, um, pre Resident Evil Five, I'd say she was a uh, number two. Post Resident Evil Five, I'd say I'd put her number one. I think counting her in like the full like legitimate canon of Resident Evil, like like if we're counting Degeneration, where she is just badass the entire time, that like that beginning is just Claire kicking ass. Yeah, I'd put uh, her probably pretty high up on the list. I know one or two. Yeah, it's it's tough because if you're not if because we're not including Jill Valentine, right? No, uh, any RE series, whoever you want. Okay, well then I'd place her. I'd place her second, but only because we got more of Jill Valentine in the later games, where she's kind of you know cheesy in the first game, so she's not fully a badass yet. But if we're going yeah, full generation, yeah, then Jill Sandwich. So then yeah. we'll, <laughs> oh, God. we'll place her second. I'd place her second. Fun fact, I, I am, uh, we're going to GalaxyCon with some people. Well, I'm going to GalaxyCon with some people, not us in the podcast. But um, hmm. I've got a plan to dress as uh, Barry Burton. And 
I think I'll just go walk around and ask everybody if they'd like a Jill sandwich. <laughs> we almost got through this podcast without mentioning that damn sandwich. Almost. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but Jesse, you were going to say? So I'd have to say for Claire, I'd rank her as number one just because I appreciate how understated yeah. her badassness is. She's She is the protector. You know, She is the Ripley of the series. Almost every game and every story she's in, she's protecting somebody, whether it's a moody Canadian teenager or, oh, uh, you know, another little girl from a war-torn country. like A moody Canadian teenager, that's Barry Burton, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. But, like, she she really isn't afraid to put herself on the line and protect people. And I feel like Code Veronica kind of did her a disservice by taking her out of the action, like, halfway through the game to make it a game for Chris. Mm-hmm. When she, you know, this is the same woman who took on a G-infected monster multiple times and managed to grab the cure and save a little girl's life and then fight the damn thing again on a train. (laughs) Yeah. The funny thing is she's also the only like resident evil character to survive. Well, first of all, she survived raccoon city despite not having any training really aside from growing up with Chris, that was her training, which I guess is still pretty good, but yeah. Being a raccoon city survivor already makes a big distinction for her because not many people can say it. As a civilian, she's a Raccoon City survivor, and then and she did this at nineteen. A, co- a nineteen-year-old yeah. college student did all of that. And then, whereas everybody else like continued to, I feel like this makes her more badass in this in the context of this universe. Is whereas like Leon and Chris and everybody went on to continue trying to battle Umbrella. Well, Chris went to a bar, but <laughs> everybody else went on to uh, battle Umbrella. Claire joined like TerraSave as a human rights organization. It was just like focusing on like the people side of it. And I feel like that was like, that makes her special. Everybody else is just BSAA. We're going to fight umbrella. And Claire is the only one cares about actual people. That's, that's why I say she's the heart of the series. And I, I I know we didn't want to bring up remake too much, but there is one moment that was really, that sums her up as a character. She's holding Sherry, you know, she's infected, she's dying. And Sherry's just like, why are you doing this? And Claire's simple response, because I care. Yeah. I would even attest to her being even more badass in the remake. I think they even upped her badassery. DJ, do you have? I know this is your first RE. Did you have any answer for this question? I'm I'm recusing myself. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't know. I've only played this one, so we'll change that. Don't worry. Well, I guess yeah, I guess the question I I would ask in exchange then is uh, how did you feel about Claire in general in this game? Um. Well, that gets into another thing we didn't really talk about, which is the voice acting. <laughs> oh, and we skipped that. That's yeah not a bad, um, i don't know we should talk about that real fast yeah it got early better resident, early it it got better but uh that was after resident evil 2 Ooh, <laughs> it got better it got better from one like oh, yeah. oh my yeah. god you you have to understand like the, the again putting yourself back in 1998 capcom was just starting to realize oh, hey, maybe it's important if we get people who are actually, like, accustomed to speaking English in charge of, like, or at least assisting with the directing for this. And then they kind of pulled, you know, people, you know, more experienced actors. Like, this is the beginning of them pulling from their X-Men pull from when they were doing those games. They're like, hey, Allison Court, you're great at Jubilee. Let's have you try out for Claire. Yeah. And then we got Jean Grey as Jill in uh, 3, so. Yeah, like, we mentioned the Jill sandwich, but, like, Resident Evil 1 is just filled with I mean, like, and Jill, here's a lockpick. It'll be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. It's just like yes. lines that don't make any sense written down and then spoken. They're just even weirder. 
Localization, guess, very yeah, important. Yeah, localization. <laughs> At yep. some point, Barry just goes like, me in my old age. Like, it's something he has, not something he is. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, are you just tired? Fuck you, Jill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say for that early question with Claire, I would say probably number two right under Jill. Hope this is not I do like Chris Jill a lot. Jill okay. is bad. <laughs> another question I got from a Tony C. This was from a, not Overblood, but the other group I'm one of the other groups I'm part of. I like this question. What is the scariest enemy in the game and why is it the dogs? I 100% agree with this. Those damn dogs <laughs> killed me and I was terrified of them. Wow, that came full circle. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it just this game or in Resident Evil in general? Let's just go with this game. Uh, for this game, I definitely agree. Dogs, just because they're very fast and they're usually in packs, two or three to a room, yeah. and it's they can they can kill you fast if you're not yep. careful. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the spiders only because I don't want to have to run back and pick up a blue herb just because oh, I'm freaking poison. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the spiders yet, so that's all right. They're, they're well, I, I mentioned earlier about like oh, yeah. anything poison. that can poison you being the worst yeah. in this game. Giant spiders yeah. are like an enemy that just kind of they have such a weird like existence in the Resident Evil games. Like you're like I do miss them though. I I kinda wish they'd yeah. make a bit of a comeback. Like they were in the Resident Evil One remake. I would love to see them yeah, like I would God, can you imagine spiders in Resident Evil Seven? That would have fucking I would have shit my pants. So <laughs> wait. The uh <laughs> the question was specifically which one we found scariest, yeah, right? Which enemy in this scariest? game, yes. I'm going to say the giant alligator. That was the biggest holy shit moment of the entire <laughs> game for me. And that yeah. thing just explodes out of the water and starts chasing you. It's like, oh but shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you get a hit. And it's one of those things where like you get a hit early on. Like, oh yeah, alligators in the sewers. And it's so weird. You're just like, okay, it's like joking of... It's a yeah. joke about how alligators live in the sewers of like New York or something. It's one of those like urban legends. And then no, it's just a giant fucking alligator just bursts out yep. of the water. Just a giant goddamn alligator yeah. takes up the entire length, the entire width of the hallway. I might switch my answer to that because that was probably the moment and that was probably like the biggest moment of Resident Evil. That I was like, I can't trust video games anymore. Like, <laughs> like if you say something so stupid that I'm like, that's funny. I'm like, no, wait, hold on. No, that's Were not they funny. Joking that's, or... that's objectively fucking terrifying. The most important question we had: Leon's haircut, yay or nay, from a Ron <laughs> H. Yay, yay, also. Nay. <laughs> uh, Screw it, fuck I mean... that pretty boy. <laughs> is this uh, is this an old haircut or a remake haircut? Resident Evil Two, just original. Uh, I mean, Resident Evil Four is like the height just of his haircut's perfection. Are you two? I know, but you gotta like you can't look. You can't talk about Leon's <laughs> hair and not talk about Resident Evil Four. I will not sit here and not talk about Resident Evil Four. Leon S. Kennedy's. We're gonna yeah. have a Resident Evil Four episode. Oh yeah, Leon Scott Kennedy had amazing hair. Resident Evil Four with his cool jacket and hey, it's cool hair in this game too. It's uh, uh yeah, I mentioned earlier. It's like Hanson hair. It's like a little. It's it's like it's like Bob Saget halfway through Full House. It's like that kind of haircut. It's not as bad as uh. What's his name's haircut in Code Veronica? Steve. What about Steve? Steve, yeah. The haircut that almost cost them a lawsuit from Leonardo DiCaprio, so they had to change it for Code Veronica X. <laughs> yeah. Give him bangs. Wow. Who was the redheaded dude in the first Revelations game? That guy had some awful hair. Uh, oh, I, I just call him Conan O'Brien, but uh, you know what I'm talking about though. Like, yes. God, oh, those games um, are so terrible. <laughs> I'm looking. Up. I like the the first Revelations. I thought was fun. I didn't think it was like great. It felt like it was, you know, uh, it felt like it should have been like a demo for a much bigger game. But I thought it was fine. Oh uh, yeah, 
there's there's a whole other plot to that they probably too far with that because that might be on here and then i'm just trying to find the guy's name (laughs) (laughs) and then last question before we do trivia uh prior to the outbreak do you think raccoon city was a nice place to live in this is from ken p uh Uh, it depends on whether or not you had enough money to bribe the police chief i guess well (laughs) i mean again not to compare this series too much to silent hill but i would much rather live there than silent hill like it's an actual city same here well, with like a subway system and you can probably like get a decent hot dog somewhere well, <laughs> you gotta get got... a good job with umbrella too and i mean from what i know of the lore i <laughs> think they fixed up the city from being like old town to new town well yeah because it's referred to as a midwestern town and there's and three they touch on the bright 21 raccoon plan and essentially that's why for a small midwestern town they have a metropolitan zoo a subway a giant yeah. police precinct of a that was you know retrofitted from an art museum yeah, yeah. tall sprawling buildings i've always viewed raccoons by the way his name is raymond vester everyone look up raymond vester <laughs> and be uh just hit like completely disgusted by his haircut but it's mm. um I always thought of Raccoon City as like Gotham from the Tim Burton Batman movies, where it's just ridiculously complex to a, such a degree that like anything could exist there and you'd believe yeah, it. Yeah, basically. And it's, I don't know. <laughs> this is like the the ultimate like any town USA style setting. Whereas, I don't know that I'd want to live there. Yeah. Whereas Raccoon. Silent Hill, Silent Hill was like very specific in Resort terms of what town. it was. In terms of what it was based on, and yeah. like the the aesthetic was very very specific. Like you knew exactly what they were going for. Whereas with this, it's whatever it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to live in Resident Evil's universe, where would you want to live? <laughs> uh, as far cool. away from Raccoon City as possible. Uh, that's Antarctica, and there's an umbrella base there. So that's again, <laughs> asshole. You set that one up on purpose. <laughs> I think Italy. No one ever attacks Italy in Resident Evil games, right? They're always kind of. Uh... Let's all just live in Sicily. Yeah. I mean, okay. not the Vatican. The Vatican's obviously going to get attacked. Honestly, you know what? I think if any, well, let's see. Europe, Europe, I think Europe is out because that's where Resident Evil 4 takes place. And Spain Colorado. and nothing, also. Nothing ever happens in yeah. Japan. Let's just all live in Japan. I think Resident Evil 6 takes place in Japan, doesn't it? No, no, that's China. China. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we're good. No, th- we found the secret. Like, this is the one Japanese game series that it's, never ever takes place in Japan. It's secretly like a pro Japanese nationalist game where they're trying to make everyone believe that everywhere else in the world is shit. Everywhere else zombies. is a goddamn zombie infested <laughs> shithole. It's Resident Evil. Japan. Resident Leon, Evil's there's a missile full of immigration. <laughs> there's, a, there's a missile full of sea virus heading right towards Osaka. Oh, wait, their Japanese <laughs> awesomeness just caused it to explode in the middle of the ocean. Oh, wait, no, that's going to turn the... Oh, shit, they're fucked. <laughs> I don't know if they're... Uh, I was going to say Australia, but Biohazard the Stage takes place in Australia. And it does. Oh. How do we get back to that? Because um, it's great and everyone should watch Biohazard the Stage. There's a I've dance number where Piers, Navon, and uh, Chris Redfield dance around zombies, shooting them in the head. Okay. If you um, want more Resident Evil dance numbers, watch Biohazard the stage. You guys ready for trivia then? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I think I know who's going to get most of these. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and my wife is always for the trivia. Hi. 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 Okay. Away from your keyboards. No cheating. All right. I'm sitting on my hands. Okay. Let's see. What does the name take on the locker that Marvin Jojo. is leaning up against? Say, and what does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, God. Uh, oh, I used to know this one. You uh, did get part of it right, but what does it mean? Joseph Joestar. 
my god. Josiah. Josiah Bartlett. Oh, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the West Wing. Is no. it for um is it for a voice actor? Damn it, that was like the first trivia question I've gotten. <laughs> I hate it because I know I've heard the answer to this one recently, <laughs> actually. Okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, Jojo, you are correct. It's referencing Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. adventure also. Was I right? Also, oh, my God, he was right. <laughs> I was right. So you were half right, but you didn't know why it was there. <laughs> I said Joseph Joestar. That's the guy from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I guess he wasn't I right I missed then. that part. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so Oh, right. my God. That was a total shot in the dark. I knew Good it was job. Jojo, and I totally guessed Joseph Joestar. <laughs> when in doubt, always guess Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's been around for way longer than anyone can imagine. That was a good one, by the way. I can't believe I got that right. I was surprised, too. But um, Shout out to Adam Clark for that, if you're listening. Um, what item do you find... I think he this he means in. So what item do you find in Wesker's desk after checking it fifty times? <laughs> picture and a roll of Rebecca Chambers and picture from high school. For? Whoa, one at a time, guys. It's Rebecca wait, wait. Chambers. It's a film roll with a picture of Rebecca Chambers on it and her basketball uh, outfit that yeah. says recruit on it. Yeah, I, I think we all knew that one. A lot one. more detail than I have. So yes, I knew that too, actually. So it's from her days as a junior varsity <laughs> raccoon police department basketball player. <laughs> exactly. She she creepy. What kind of games are you guys playing? Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil. Japanese <laughs> 90s games. Yes. <laughs> That's all I have. Sorry guys. <laughs> oh, that was that was perfectly <laughs> adequate. Thank you. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. I think I, at some point I cut myself off to answer myself faster. <laughs> you did too. All right. uh, okay, should we start shelf and box then? Yeah, let's go. Stefan, since it was your pick, you want to start? Yeah, uh, obviously on the shelf. It'd be funny if I said in the box, but no, on the shelf. Everyone say I box mean, and we just act like we forgot what it means. <laughs> I mean, being a kid just in your room scared mindlessly by shuffling zombies in the 90s sitting next to a liter of Mountain Dew and some pizza. I mean, this was the 90s. It was so I played it. DNL. To me, that was like that was like the best time ever. And out of all my games on because I actually originally played this on the N64. So out of all my games, I played this one the most to where I pretty much memorized every single thing of it. So I, it's definitely going on the shelf for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to second that one. That's a shelf for me, too, just because it's a PS1 essential, really. It's one of the best horror games I think they had to offer for that decade. Uh, DJ, what were your thoughts on it? I think I'm, I'm going to blow a couple of minds here. I've been sort of going back and forth on this all the whole time we've been recording, and you know what? I think I'm putting this on my shelf. This is the first uh, survival the... horror we got DJ to put in a shelf. Yeah. We need, like, yeah. air horns. Confetti rain down on a on an audio-only <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I... This whole series has a really unique and really sort of cool aesthetic because you have just this grotesque sort of body horror juxtaposed uh, against, like, these very just sort of normal looking just modern like industrial sort of settings 
I really like the pre-rendered backgrounds in this game because they are they they're not really scary in the way that that the environments of something like Silent Hill are scary. It's just a normal place that something super fucked up just happened in. And I don't know, something something about just the art design of everything, it feels really cool. Like again, the the feeling this game gives me is die hard but with zombies. And that's really kind of what it feels like to play. <coughs> I feel like I would like it even more if, uh, again, I were playing maybe a more modern version of it, like, say, the remake, where maybe the, maybe the puzzle structure is a little more streamlined and there's not quite as much confusion over, okay, where the fuck do I go? This is This is really, if you're trying to beat this game inside of a week, I would recommend the guide. But, uh... The experience of playing it was very cool. Like, and that this was a this was this is a much gamier sort of game, and I liked that. It's much more about working with your resources and working with the controls. It, the, the The combat is very strategic, and it this is a game that basically tries to catch you off guard and then challenges you to keep your cool. It's all about those little moments of like adrenaline as opposed to Silent Hill, which is about just this building dread. And it's it's a very stark uh, difference. And I actually, they, they do a really good job with that sort of core uh, gameplay nugget and reflecting it in the rest of the game. And and the story is is interesting and it's sort of fun. The, the campiness of it is, is very sort of fun as well. Uh, even the terribleness of some of the voice acting is kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, like it, it feels like it, it does feel like a very cohesive package and I actually like, I really like it. Yeah. So much mentioned body horror, body horror. Cause I know Shinji Mikami has talked about his love of, uh, evil dead a couple times. Like the first resident evil and evil dead. I feel like have such, so much in common of just being this like tiny little thing that's just filled with, you know, disgusting monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But has Terror like this, within. yeah, it has this like just unbridled charm behind it. Uh, Stuart, what was your thought? For I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but uh, we're gonna do we're gonna open a poll in Facebook, and we're gonna see if people can guess. Um, yeah, this is uh, this has been on my shelf for decades at this point, literally now, uh, was <laughs> two decades. Uh, uh, yeah, this game just finished, ju- just got past its 20th, 20th anniversary last yep. year. I always I forgot that. Yeah, I mean this game is just it's Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil so much, even the bad ones, <laughs> depending on who you ask, which ones are the bad ones something about the universe is so fun like the as stressful as these games can be yeah early on just like they've got that satisfaction of beating them and then learning like i remember i i still remember learning like the movements of zombies always was just such a satisfying moment for me of like oh i can i can kind of juke this zombie if i do this and i'll learn the tank controls well enough that i can just do it without thinking about it just finding like the different weapons and having to think about having to like way do i want to use this for this boss oh do i need it i need a safe shotgun because i know this is coming up i love that in games i love just resident evil in general to the point that <laughs> i think i mentioned uh sam mercer from overblood and i have talked about doing a taking a week and trying to play through all the resident evil uh main titles i should say all the like zero through six or seven at this point trying to play through all of them in a week just see how far we can get just because we both have such a just deep love and appreciation for that series so that all being said it's going in a box uh yeah it'll be on my shelf 
If I could buy that nice, quiet confusion for everybody. Yeah. If I could buy like five of these and put them on my shelf, I would. I'm definitely going to be rebuying it for the third time at some point because I want to track down the GameCube port, see if that's <laughs> an improvement. Version. I mean, I'm staring at an umbrella logo on the side of my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me i would say box i mean much as i i love the resident evil series i love the story i cannot really get into the first the original tank control ones i mean this is a good game but just the stress i felt after finishing it i just did not want to go back and play b i had no i wanted to but i couldn't make myself do it i just could not start it up again i couldn't find the willpower and honestly i, I don't i mean i'm gonna might try to go back and play b just because i feel like i should but yeah this game definitely go in the box i probably will never play it again knowing me it's funny, that, uh, it's funny that DJ said play the remakes because they're you might think they're a little easier. I would say the remakes are way more stressful than the original. I I think in terms of a play, in terms of playability, like actual yeah. mechanics, they're smoother. But I think Capcom's just nailed it with the remakes to such a level of okay, no, we know that the, we're going the, to the remakes. That's the thing is that they'll be smoother to play, but way more stressful in terms of like. The number of enemies and well, even the, just the AI things. and like, like the changing of the liquors just perfectly compensates for the lack of tank controls. Of just like oh, like I can navigate easier, but now they've invented a whole new method of an enemy finding me based on navigation. And yeah, that's a, another thing. Is that's something that's not really present in the original at all, and that's something that Silent Hill did have. Is that idea of like getting past, like sneaking past the monsters? I don't yeah. think the original RE2 really does that at all. Yeah, well, like um, like Jesse said, it was supposed to be in 1.5, and it just kind of got lost in there. But right now, Cap whatever Capcom says they want to do with the Resident Evil series, I'm on board 100%. Seven was fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's like they all like they all figured out exactly what everybody wanted from Resident Evil, and somehow made games for just everyone to play. Like, I mean, Resident Evil One remake. I remember. Knowing, I've known people that have never played any Resident Evil saying they loved it. It was one of their favorite games. And then people have been playing Resident Evil for years saying, like, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so amazing. So I just, yeah, yeah Capcom can do no wrong as far as Resident Evil goes with me right now. Well, yeah, right now. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah that's, that's that's that was after a... real hard. My heart's going to get broken again, but don't worry. But right yeah, now I'm going to ride that high. high wave right now. They have Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 coming down the line. They just put out Devil May Cry 5, which I hear is really good i mean they're like on a roll yeah, yeah. all we need now is phoenix right on the switch come on guys <laughs> I think all we need out. now is a good mega man hey, Mega Man 11 come on or legends 3 that's legends right. 3 yeah, yeah. oh but yeah, Stuart, do you want to no, no no what we really oh. need is a new battle network come on guys i never played those yet oh man we should put that on the list hey, you can and you can be on yours because i don't know anything about it but i play it <laughs> Let's just say, Capcom, don't make any new games ever again. Just focus <laughs> on the IPs you have, because they're all amazing, and you can do amazing things with them. I mean, even Monster please, Hunter World. Please, guys, just that. bring back .exe. That's all I want. Is that Mega Man? You're talking about .exe? Yeah. Okay. That's the okay. same as Battle Network. Okay. I, that's one friend. That's one area. Like, I love Mega Man. I've never got into any of the Battle Network. Ever. Oh, Battle Network is so good. That's some that's some nostalgic shit. We want to get into some nostalgic Capcom shit for me. That that's it. <laughs> How about a sequel to Okami? Or another sequel to Okami. There was a second. There's a there second. second. Yes one. Yeah, Okami Den. Okami Den or something? Yeah, yeah Okami Den. Uh, on the DS. Okami, but... 
but yeah. So or Capcom, just just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Just just keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, yeah, they wouldn't do Okami and Okami sequel because that was Clover Studio, which closed down and then became Platinum. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll find a way. <laughs> Start a petition. Oh, that always works. Uh, Stuart, do you want to introduce our game for next week? Um, <laughs> you, every time you ask me, I have a moment of panic where I'm like, "Did I, am I going to say the wrong game? I believe Double-O. the game for next week is uh, Nintendo's 007. Not Nintendo's. Well, I'm fucking this up. It's 007 <laughs> Goldeneye, correct, for the N64? <laughs> yes, yes it is. Okay. <laughs> it, it just, I like that you asked me because I always have just I always panic the last yeah. time. <laughs> I, 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 I know right up until you ask me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dive back into 007 Goldeneye. I haven't played yep. that game in God since sixty since I was a kid. I'm excited to play yeah. it again. Another this is uh this is another one of those cases of, of me playing something that I would have wanted to play when I was a kid, but my parents never bought me an N sixty four, so I just had to watch <laughs> my friends play it. Uh, it's my favorite theme in the show, I feel like. Yeah. God, I, I got another if... 64 game on the list coming up that I want to pick. But yeah, so we're playing Goldeneye. Any should we start working our way out then? With the I got some stuff to plug real fast. Or uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, first, just want to say that one of the guys that we are working with. Uh, if you guys can listen to, to his podcast this week in video games, it's a podcast all about the word of video games from news, reviews, and interviews. Um, get a chance check him out. He's on most podcasting platforms. You can find all of us, and I watch the entire Overblood Super Replay where we do a ask the people listener questions a lot of time that's where we got a bunch of the ones that we were reading which i actually got right this time yay (laughs) um and dj do you want to plug uh the guy who gave us that yes our uh wonderful theme song comes to us courtesy of mike stoney aka bulby it's the cool kids squad off his ep bite the bullet uh you can find mike stoney on his soundcloud as well as his youtube channel youtube.com slash bulby uh, he's got tons of great stuff up there, including uh, 8 and 16-bit remixes of video game tunes, as well as his own original stuff. So go and check that out. <laughs> and Stefan, anything for you before I... Uh, I, I'm i still working on my Etsy art channel. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to give a shout-out to Todd McFarlane, who recently <laughs> uh, went on my Instagram and liked some of my art. So thank you very much, Todd. <laughs> other than that, nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right and i want to say you can find us on most podcasting platforms also please like the facebook page i every day i go in and post screenshots and something little quick little excerpt from whatever game we're going to be playing up coming up in that week so something to get you kind of excited interested and, and maybe if you have no idea what the hell the game is at least you'll know a little bit more before you come into our show <laughs> like me <laughs> all right and that's and i thank you guys for listening and you guys have a wonderful night everybody out there all right bye everybody bye, everybody It'd be kind of funny to play the uh, the 2010 GoldenEye 007 game instead. No, (laughs) and just talk about it. Like, oh god, how much how much people would be angry if we played the 2010 version and pretended like we we thought that that was the one that everyone loves? And we're like, yeah, apparently this game. I have no idea why people love this so much. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't (laughs) that.